Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Welcome to Everything is Fine, a podcast for women over 40. We are your hosts. I'm Kim France. And I'm Jen Romolini. And I just wish you guys could see because the screen when we're recording goes five, four, three, two, one. And then at one, Jen kind of points her finger at me like she's a big TV producer. And it cracks me up every time. Oh, my God. I don't know how we're going to do today. I am detoxing from um, from from both weed and caffeine. So we'll see. <laughs> Really? You're going you're going weedless? Are you having a weedless um January? Yeah, I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. I think that I was it was like it was just becoming candy. It was just becoming like yeah. night candy. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> like I was like, oh, edibles and melatonin? How fantastic. Like Ooh. I just want to see what my brain is actually right now. Um, I'm curious about who, you know, what my brain is without who like, you are. yeah, who, who am I? <laughs> who, who is nighttime Jen? I have no idea. It's been months. I don't know. So That's hilarious. But anyway, yeah, I'm super like fucking foggy. It's weird. I'm just like, whoa, whoa. Okay. Those substances were really having an impact. Um, well, I'll tell you what makes me, I mean, melatonin, I can't take. Mm. Yeah. Melatonin gives me crazy dreams all night long. Yeah, it does give me some crazy dreams. So I kind of like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I want to get off. I want to get off both things. And um, and caffeine, I've just been having a super scent. Well, no, I, I was just explaining to you. I had so much like delicious coffee, like and a lot of nutty Irishmen while I was on a vacation. I had a lot of like afternoon boozy coffee, which is like my favorite thing in the world. And my body just totally started breaking down in all kinds of ways. My body was like, you can't have caffeine. Fuck off. So yeah, I'm now, I'm now, um, I'm now an herbal tea girl. Wow. Now you know to do the caffeine gradually, right? Or you'll get migraines. I didn't do it gradually and I did get a headache, but I'm okay. Okay, good. Good. Now, 
I know we talk about the fact that you're a crybaby and I never cry, but something did make me cry this week. Okay, tell me, tell me. And it was watching on Instagram the video of you opening the box of your galleys. Oh, I, I did not expect to cry. I was like, oh, we should do an unboxing of this because that's what people do with their books, of, boxes of books. Like I've seen people <laughs> do it and I'm trying to yeah. be a better fucking social media person. Although we'll talk about that later because I really do hate social media. Anyway, so we just opened, I opened the books and like in the beginning of the video, Alex is filming it. And I'm like, why don't we have a box cutter? And he was like, we have several. And it's just like <laughs> us, like it's us bickering. <laughs> and then when I actually saw them, I, I was genuinely like had like started crying. I didn't expect it, but I really did. I was, it felt so big. It, it felt is so big. big. It felt really big. It really felt like the moment that you want it to feel like, you oh. know, like it felt like that. It felt like that kind of accomplishment. I couldn't believe it. You know, that's so amazing because when I think of the big things I've accomplished, I almost could never inhabit those feelings. I could almost never really feel what it felt like to be going through it when I was. So that's like an accomplishment. No, it it really is. And it's actually like my biggest like New Year's intention or whatever is to start slowing down a little bit and like being more spacious and not running to the next and really trying to inhabit some kind of presence in the moment, which is not a thing I do. I'm really, really fast and I don't ever enjoy anything. And I've been really trying to do that more. And in fact, I did it quite a bit on this trip. I did so many corny things that I never would do. And I actually fucking enjoyed them. I want to hear I, well, I was, I spent my vacation with a 13 year old and my 13 year old is somehow, despite not liking the Lion King, really into musicals. Huh. And so we were in New York and I took them to see Kimberly Akimbo, which was actually a great musical. And then they like got the theater bug and they were like, could we go again to another show? And I was like, Sure what do you want to see? And they were like, some like it hot. No, No. (laughs) but actually I bet that's kind of fun. It was like, I just let it wash over me. It was like, you know, this big production, great costumes, just a song and dance man, you know, it was just, (laughs) and then at one point they were like, can we go to the movies in New York? Alex had food poisoning in New York, by the way, this is why I was alone with my kid so much. Oh my God. So Alex had food poisoning. So I was alone. So they were like, can we go to the movies? And I was like, well, that kind of seems like a waste of time, but okay. And we went to see Wonka. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? And I loved Wonka. And there was a part where like I started gagging over the dialogue and Charlotte looked at me and Charlotte said, this is actually nice, mom. Why are you being upset about it? And I was like, God, you're right. I hate earnestness and I need to start enjoying and embracing my own earnestness. Like cry. I wasn't going to put that video up because I was like embarrassed about it. And the earnestness in the world, like Wonka was actually like quality entertainment and I actually enjoyed it, but I was embarrassed about enjoying it. And that is such like a Gen X, like slacker Mm -hmm. thing that I want, like I'm 50 years old, just enjoy corny things. It's fine. Yeah, no, I think that that I have definitely embraced the enjoyment of corny things in my old age. Yeah. And you know, they had the young people have a term for this. It's called earnest core. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) 
just fuck you. That's not even clever. I know. I know. I know. They can't stop. They won't stop with the cores and the eras and the vibes. They just, they can't stop. They're just like trying to make themselves interesting at every fucking turn. <laughs> That's hilarious. Tell me about you. I, I Well, I did not take a trip over the holidays. I was in New York. This is the first time, by the way, guys, that we're talking since the holidays. Yes, that's right. Even, even though we did our New Year's episode last year, it is, in fact, the day after New Year's today. Yes, it is. There it is. Thank you. Um, we had a really nice time. It was surprisingly social, had plans with a lot of people, which was fun. Um, New Year's Eve, we just went out to a restaurant in the neighborhood Great. You went out. To, wow. We went out. I know, which is a lot more than I usually do. I like wore a dress. Whoa. Which dress did you wear? I wore this like Maria Cornejo. Like it's like a crazy re- orange and gray kind of print. It was mm. loud. You would have been, you would have approved. It was pretty loud. I can't, you need to send me pictures of these things. I need to document these yes. things because I too am terrible at social media. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was really nice. And, and Paul's son is here and that's always, you know, awesome. Mm-hmm. And we went to, instead of, you know, go, trying to go to Chinatown in Manhattan on Christmas day, which is always like an ordeal because everybody else had that idea. Right, 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 right. Um, we went to Flushing. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Which is where the really good Chinese food is. Yeah. Yeah. And that was super fun. And I have, I I made a resolution that I'm kind of sticking to. Okay. That I, and I think the key is that I started before New Year's. Okay. All right. I have been exercising. (laughs) (laughs) I know. What have you been doing? I would call it like, you know, um, remedial exercise at this stage, because I'm just trying to get back. But after I walk the dog in the morning, you know, Paul's always still asleep. He, he stays up late and I wake up early. I keep my headphones in after walking the dog and then I proceed to dance around the apartment. You're habit stacking. I'm habit stacking. There we exactly. go. Exactly. I'm taking something I love, listening to music and dancing around the apartment, doing the thing I have to do, which is walking. Is that habit stacking? Like I'm walk, I'm walking the dog. Well, you're doing, you're, you're, I don't know. You're just like, you're combining things together in like a routine. I think that's what habits. I don't really understand what habit stacking is. <laughs> no, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. It was something Lori Leibovich talked about last yes, week. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And it, it's really nice. And cause I've been thinking a lot since that episode about the whole idea of energy and, yeah. and, and having energy and, you know, the fact that bodies at rest remain at rest, you know, bodies in motion. So just trying to like keep my body in motion more yeah. than I do yeah. throughout the day. You know, like I even tried that thing she was talking about, like while the coffee is making where you pretend you're playing tennis yes, and then you yes. pretend you're skating and then you, and these little things really help. They really do. And they are definitely, just because I'm such an antsy person, I I do that kind of stuff all day. And it really does help. And it helps to just like walk around the house or the apartment, just like to be moving all the time. Yeah, I've been doing um, the yoga with Adrian uh, flow challenge. So I'm on day two of her flow challenge. And I didn't want to do it today. And I didn't do it when I first woke up. Like, and I didn't do, I just looked at my phone for the first hour, but then I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Oh God, it's 25 minutes today. I don't want to do 25 minutes. I felt so much better at the end of it. I, I need to stretch. I need to move these muscles. Like it can't, I, I just feel so much worse. 
when I don't. And the other thing is I really want to start attending to my mental health a little bit better. I think I'm, I think I just need to get back in therapy. I just dip so much, you know, there was a, there was a thing in, um, AJ, AJ Delario's the small mm-hmm. bow. I don't, if anybody doesn't follow that Substack, it's like my, one of my favorite Substacks, and it's about addiction, but it's really about any kind of addictive struggle. Like I am addicted to work. I have like an addictive personality, whatever. It's also for people who are, you know, codependent, Al-Anon, whatever. So he, so AJ Delario in the small bow this week wrote about a concept called unbelonging. And it's like, it's like, whatever. It's just like feeling like you never belong anywhere and you just don't. And I have that, like, I just sort of like slip into the ether and I get really in my head and I really have like a lot of distorted thinking, you know, just like this person hates me no, just for no reason, you know, and I really want to work on that. And I don't actually know how to work on that because I don't want to go back into therapy and do the whole, mm-hmm. this is how my upbringing, you know, like I don't want to do that whole thing again. I just want some practical tools to get me out, to expand my window of tolerance, right? First off. So I'm not like spiraling in like shame spirals and anxiety spirals. And to also just have tools to like level set, have a better perspective on things. And I don't have it and I'm sick of not having it. So, well, you just need, you need, you need a behavioralist. Oh, that's a very simple. You need a behavioralist. They, you know, there are a lot of different kinds, but they, they focus less on your history and more on giving you tools. Yes. That's what I need. I need more tools. I need more tools. I need to like, when I start like spinning out, I need to be able to bring myself in. And then I also just need better habits in terms of seeing people more and making sure that I don't self-isolate because that is the kiss of death for me. Yeah. Yeah. And for a lot of people, I think. Yeah. And it's so easy to do. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. It's so much easier. It's, it's, it's easier to do than to force yourself to see people like, I went to the post office today. I had a delightful, I had a lot of packages to mail. I had a delightful exchange with the guy at the post office. I felt 10 times better after leaving that exchange with this, this post office guy than I had before I went in. It was just because I was, I was communicating, connecting with another person, you know? Yeah. I was mailing out galleys of my book and he was like, he was like, oh, that's you. And I was like, that is me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. It was. It was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. No, sometimes random interactions can really make a difference. And it's just like even just doing your outside the world in the world chores can make you feel better. You know, just making that whatever you can do. We've talked about this a million times and you've said this, whatever you can do to change your environment to have that change because then however bad you're feeling doesn't feel so permanent and stuck. Right? No, it's true. Paul had this, Paul was joking that we should, you know, speaking of our own like weed use, yes, um, that we should quit and then make a list of all the shit we need to get done that we've been putting off and do all of it and be like, we cannot smoke pot again until this list is completed. We would get that list done so motherfucking fast. <laughs> we would. That's not a bad idea. It's a genius idea. I just don't want to do it because it's going to force me to confront all of these things I've been blowing off. Yeah. 
Yeah. I have, I have like a list of that stuff of st- how, like how stuff I need to deal with bills, stuff I need to deal with all like money stuff, all, all of that stuff. That's just like doctor's stuff, you know? Yeah. I think I'm due for another colonoscopy. I just feel like I'm always due for a colonoscopy. I just feel Ugh. like you reach a certain age and it's just like, all right, time again. And I'm like, it wasn't it last year that I did this. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. Um, what else did you do over your break? Not a lot. Not a lot. We just hung out. It was really quiet. We saw people and that was cool. But I can't say that I had a really like, I did much. Yeah. But, it, you know, it, we, we just hung out and then went out to dinner with people. But we weren't, we weren't invited to a party. And it's been years and years and years since I've been invited to any kind of party on New Year's. Yeah, we used to have a party on New Year's for just that reason, because I felt like nobody was having parties. And then we didn't want it. We, the thing is about having a party on New Year's, then New Year's Day, you wake up to a, the mess of a party. Yes, yes, it's true. And there's no real way to avoid it. So you have to accept that your New Year's Day is going to be cleaning up a party, which is not, you know, the worst thing in the world. And people aren't as gross as they used to be, you know. But yeah. it's still like residue of a party and you're like, uh, I don't know. Uh, no, there's nothing like waking up in the morning and like going down to the living room and there's like a leftover glass of something. Yeah. Or like an old, old dip bowl. <laughs> yes. Even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw some movies over the break. Tell me what you saw. I, um, honestly, everything I saw was actually pretty mediocre. I saw Priscilla, which I was like, fine. This is fine. I, that's that's the impression I got. And I was very curious about it. And I like Sofia Coppola well enough, but I'm not I'm not tempted at all by Priscilla. I mean, it was it was visually, yeah, you know, arresting. It was, you know, it was very, you know, I, I just felt like there was no there there. You know, it was like kind of it was kind of boring and flat. It was kind of like mm-hmm. watching an interview with uh, Sofia Coppola, to be honest, which is <laughs> for a person who I think has amazing taste and is really interesting you know, in terms of their, many of their artistic decisions, I find watching her to be just like paint, watching paint dry. And, and it was a little bit like that, but you know, it was, there was a lot, the the costumes were great. The the sets were amazing. Like it was, that was fine. I watched the holdovers, which I loved. I think that is my, with past lives, that is my one and two best movies of the year. And I watched uh, Maestro, Ma- Maestro, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Maestro, which Maestro. is also supposed to be not so good. Oh, Alex said, this is what a dumb person thinks a smart person is like. <laughs> oh, like that. That's like when you meet people so dumb, they think you're dumb. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yes. Um, I mean, not that it was the same as tar, but you know, these are about two conductors. It's like tar is what a smart person thinks a smart person is like. And this is like, anyway, we cannot stop doing the voice to each other because the voice is like, Hey, it's like very like, I'm going to come into some money now. It's like very old Hollywood. No, his voice is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, oh darling. I'm just going to da, 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 da. And it's a whole fucking <laughs> movie of this the voice like this. Oh, Snoopy's in the hallway. It's just it's like, <laughs> and we keep breaking. We keep busting into it with each other. And Alex is like, we have to stop. We have to stop doing this. But we can't. <laughs> Have you ever seen the video of the woman who surprises her husband repeatedly by singing Alanis Morissette? Like they'll just be sitting in the living room and she'll start singing Alanis Morissette or they'll be taking an escalator at the mall and she'll start singing Alanis Morissette. 
Oh my God, we have to put it in the show notes. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh my God. And it, it like, it speaks to like the way you get with your spouse sometimes. Yes. When you're like, you're tired. No, you're tired. No, well, yeah, but also just like how, like how you can get really weird. You could just get really yes. weird together. And like, anyway, Alex wants us to stop this, but I'm like, this is the funniest thing we've done in years. And I love it. I just want to do it all <laughs> the time. <laughs> so anyway, it's like two and a half hours of old Hollywood voice. And like, he obviously had like a ton of money to make this movie because like the, you know, the cinematography is excellent, but there's like no story. The whole story of this movie is like, can you believe the man is bisexual? Like, that's it. That's it. It's just over and over again. Or sometimes he'll be like, he's a composer and a conductor. Whoa. <laughs> it is well, amazing. You know what the problem is? And I, I, I empathize with the families of people who they make movies about. But when the family's too involved, as they were with that movie, they were very involved. I think it, you, the story you tell is not the story. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Um, he also just didn't really tell a story. Like the right. whole story he told was what I just told you. The duality, it's just like two things can exist at once is basically Bradley Cooper's thesis in this movie. Like a person can like women and like men. A person <laughs> can conduct and compose. And it's <laughs> it's very clear that he's like, he's like, yeah, a person can act, direct and write like me. It's just, it's, mm. and you, he obviously also does it. There's this one scene where, um, you know, he's conducting the London Philharmonic and he's conducting it in real time. And apparently, you know, Bradley Cooper spent six years learning to conduct and fantastic. Who gives a shit? But he clearly <laughs> did it for like this one, like six minute, like Oscar bait performance right. where he's like sweating and conducting. But it's like you have to make a movie like you have, yeah. to, you have to tell a story around that. And you can't just make the component parts come together and expect it to work. And it's a shame because, you know, I think Bradley Poop, Bradley Pooper, <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. I think Bradley Cooper's an interesting, you know, I think he's a fine actor. And I actually think he's not the worst director, you know, but he's not, he can't also write a movie. That's right. just the bottom line. And it's, it's very, very poorly written. So that's my review of that. And honestly, I haven't really seen the movie yet, the Oscar movie yet. I'm waiting. Yeah. I started watching Past Lives and I liked it very much. I started watching it alone and I stopped watching it because I thought maybe Paul would like it and I should watch it with him. But I liked very much what I saw. And I thought the first scene was like one of the smartest ways of opening a movie I'd ever seen. Oh, I forget what it is. What is it? The people are watching. You don't see the, the people are off camera, but they're talking about them from across the bar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. That is really good. I want to see Anatomy of a Fall, but like I also don't want to see it because it's also just about a terrible marriage. But that looks really good to me. Yeah. And I don't I don't even know what else I'm going to see. Like I'm like starting. To, I'm already losing steam on my like Oscar, my Oscar movies because none of them have been that great. No, no. It's been a year of movie disappointments. Yes, really. In a lot of ways, it has. Yeah, maybe maybe 2024 will bring us better movies. Maybe it will. I mean, I don't know. But doubtful because of the strike. 
well, right. I think we're not. I think it's two, two, 2025 is when we can have a lot of hope for, uh, <laughs> for, for shows and movies again. Let's take a quick break from some ads. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. And we're back! I've been reading, trying to read books. Mazel tov. I'm so happy <laughs> for you. I have been reading off and on, off and on. You know, they have a new, there's a new, um, I think it's called I Used to Be Charming. And I think it's new by Eve Babbitts. It's, it's her uncollected writing. Okay. Okay. Because she's dead, but it's her uncollected writing. So I'm, I think I'm going to read that next. I am um, fun fact, or maybe not so fun fact about me. I think Eve Babbitts is overrated. Um... See, I don't, I don't think she's overrated because I don't rate her incredibly. Like, I don't think she's not Joan Didion. She's not, you know, she just, what she did was kind of, I just, I like it. And I think if I lived in Los Angeles, maybe I wouldn't like it as much. Yeah, maybe. But maybe. it's like the, the Los Angeles fantasy is very frothy. Yeah, maybe that's it. And maybe that's 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 like a dog whistle I don't hear very well. Um because because uh, uh, because of, of obvious how I feel about Los Angeles. Um I'm reading Brian Washington's Memorial. I'm trying to read more novels and that was like in my I got a Kindle. That was a big deal for me. I think oh, I'm going to read more books. I re, I have lost this is my third Kindle. I have lost two of them. <laughs> so, um I got that and I'm reading that and I'm reading um I'm trying to read more poetry. So I'm reading Carl Phillips, um, then the war, which is really, really, they're really amazing and hopeful and tender and beautiful poems. And I'm trying to like read like one or two a day because I'm hoping, I don't know. I just want to read more stuff. I just want to like, when I, I found our lack of reading last year, my lack of reading so depressing. I was like, this is yep. sad. I would like to read more. Yeah. And I, I like, I, I, I also, I think it's the fault of the things I've been picking up because yeah. I, I, I don't, I feel like it's been a while since I've been like, I cannot wait to see how this book turns out. Yeah. 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 You know, or I can't wait. I, I you know, I, I don't want this book to end. 
yeah, it's been that way for me, but I'm trying to just, I'm trying to just work through it. I'm trying to be more consistent and just work my way through the, the, through the work. And, you know, I'm not going to die if I keep reading it. Do you know what I mean? Like, even yeah. if I'm not like, I'm trying to also change my attention span. Like I had Instagram off my phone for most of this, most of whatever break, let's call it. And it was so refreshing for me and so much better for me. And then I put it back on. I put up a post about like, I put up a December wrap up post and, you know, I was like, oh, December kind of sucked, but we made it through. And somebody wrote in the comments, like, I don't even know who follows me, but like somebody wrote in the comments, bet it sucked for people in the Middle East worse. And I was like, oh, oh Jesus for Christ. out loud, for fuck's sake. I just feel like right now, like, I, I just feel like right now, social media is like, it's, I don't even know what Instagram is anymore. That's really what it is. I don't even know what fucking you're supposed to share on there anymore. Yeah. Like, especially in the main grid. The main grid is like a, a scary place. Yeah, like, I never do that. At least the stories, it just like goes for a while and you don't get comments like that. But like, and then there were like a couple of other negative comments. And like, I was like, what did I do? I put up a couple of pictures of my family. Like I wasn't, I wasn't like being like a braggart, you know, I don't know. It's no. Just, and I just, I think I'm too sensitive for it. I fucking hate it. And it's such an energy suck. I'm going to have to use it so much for book promotion, but I have to figure out a way to, to use it just for that and not for like connection because it's not giving me that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about my relationship to Instagram because I like, I, I, I over the course of the last year, everybody who I Almost everybody who I dislike or resent, I have unfollowed. Wow, that's that's bold. <laughs> I just like I thought like this is like the hate the hate watch is just too too yeah. toxic. So just like how about unfollowing that former coworker who who's drives you fucking crazy? Yeah, I don't think that you drift on Instagram the way that I drift. Like, I'll just like all of a sudden like find myself on like some B-list actor's girlfriend's page. <laughs> and I'll be like, what is this? What am I even looking at? Like, I, I was looking at like my searches the other day and I was like, what, what, what is wrong with me? Like, am I, am I ill? Like, this is crazy. Or like, <laughs> I will look at Paulina Poroskova for like a four, like, I'll, I'll look at every post, like, I won't look at her for a long time. And then I'll look at every single post that she's put up and be like, what is she doing? Like, oh, this is a new relationship. Let me look at her boyfriend. You know, it's, it's, yeah. I, I just get lost in it in a way that is, it's not edifying. It's not really nourishing. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, that's the thing. It's not nourishing. No, it's just not. It provides like some topical, like, enjoyment and relief somehow yes like a nu a numbing like like lidocaine that is exactly right that is exactly like right lidocaine it only goes in slightly into the epidermis it just doesn't penetrate yes i agree i agree i agree um we could answer a couple of listener questions i think we have a couple okay okay we have a several questions 
A question for Jen or anyone else with makeup wisdom. I'm in my late 40s, have acne-prone oily skin kept mostly in check with prescription products. For years, I have worn BB cream and some pressed powder to even out redness and reduce shine. I just emerged from 10 days of COVID isolation wearing zero makeup and feel like my skin looked better and more glowy during that time. I also got me off the roller coaster of constantly washing my face and applying products that I think can irritate things. Half the time, I was just rinsing with water in the shower and done with it. It makes me want to throw everything out and use nothing, but I still of red patches and shininess. So what should I be using? Thank you and happy new year. Um, I think that you should be using snail mucin and, um, the Jones road concealer pencil. Hmm. That's a nice pencil. I have that. It's a good pencil, right? And I, I bought some of the snail mucin. You did wait. Do you like it? I've been using it. Well, it's too soon to tell. Okay. It's really too soon to tell if it's making a difference, but I've been, I've been, I've been applying it every morning. Yes. I good. I apply it every morning and every night. And I think it makes my skin more supple and nice. Um, okay. Finding lately that I've been so hard on myself could be a mistake at work or feeling guilty about not spending time with my parents. It's hard to get over it without overthinking. I thought I was meant to ease up at 52 years of age. How do girls deal with expectations and perfectionism inadequacy? Huh? I mean, it's hard because I'm just so not a perfectionist. I don't, I don't <laughs> see the world that way. I am, as we've discussed, like content with my B game. You really are. I'm so jealous of that. <laughs> well, I, I would like to be content with my B game, but then occasionally bring A game. I think you do that. I would like to think so. But I think this is a hard one because we're so hard on ourselves. And I think that there is this message that we're, we, because there's all this talk about like, oh, over 40 or over 50, like, I don't give a shit anymore. You know, no, no, no more, more fucks. fucks to give. And you're, you, you, you like bucked against that when you did the oldster questionnaire. And I thought that was really good because it's not like you don't give a shit. You just, you give all the shits. You just try to give the shits about the right things. And yeah. that's not always easy. I'm so glad that this person wrote this question because I've been feeling the same way. I've been really, really hard on myself. And just this week, you know, last week I was like, I'm going to start a sub stack before the new year. And I started doing it. I started spending my like New Year's Eve and New Year's Day trying to figure it out. And I was so mad at myself because I didn't, I wasn't coming up with anything clever. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I said I would do this. I'm not going to do it. And then I was like, wait, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And just because I said I was going to do, who cares? Like, what? why am I... Why am I in battle with myself? There's plenty of other things to be battling in this world. I have to stop battling myself. And, you know, there's all kinds of therapy for this. There's inner child work, which I don't do, but I know that it comes from this feeling of needing to be good all the mm -hmm. time is a direct reaction to feeling bad as a kid and just feeling like you were bad. And feeling like you were bad was the way that you controlled your life when you were a kid because you can't feel like your parents right. are bad because then that distorts your se your sense of safety. You're relying on them to take care of you for your survival. So you take that all on yourself and then you feel bad and then you live your whole life feeling bad. I like this listener. I'm sick of feeling bad. And part of that is going to be creating spaciousness and letting myself mm -hmm. off the hook. Like, it's okay if you didn't call your parent. You 
can call them next week, but also it's okay if you Mm -hmm. didn't do it. It's just okay. And just letting yourself off the hook on things. I think that that is something I am really hoping to work on more this year. It's, it's, it is because you know what? It's exhausting and you don't want to be doing it at this age anymore. I will find myself like, I'll just be hanging out and something that I said or did years ago, many years ago, in some cases will pop in my head and I'll just go, oh, and Paul will be like, Kim, what's the problem? And I was like, 20 years ago, I did this thing. You know, it's like, I will still like reach like the, it's like a fucking claw machine. And I'll like reach back into my memories and try to find something especially painful or embarrassing or shameful and like burnish it, you know? And it's also like airing out the shame too. It's like, I think that's the Glennon Doyle. It's probably not Glennon Doyle, but like giving it bring it's, it's somebody, somebody says, somebody famously said like, you know, give, put light on the shame because that's how the shame goes away. Is it Brene Brown? It's one of these people. It's probably like Maya Angelou. I'm like, who who knows who it is, but somebody talks about, and like today I was, I was driving down the street and I saw my neighbor who I love very much. And on my car right now are strings. There are strings attached to my car. Like they are streamers because I got the Christmas tree attached to my car with all these strings <laughs> of this rope. And then I cut the Christmas tree off and I never cut the strings off. So I've just been driving around hilarious. And I saw my neighbor and I was like, Oh shit. I love this neighbor. And she was like, she picked up the string and she was like, I have these <laughs> too. And I was like, Oh God, I was like so embarrassed about this, but you, cause the thing is we're all fuck yeah. ups. Like nobody's perfect. And also I don't love the perfect people. I don't even know how to relate to them, you know, like, so it's, it's also like not being afraid to like share the things that are like making you feel most ashamed. Like the, you're like letting people come over to your house when it's not perfectly clean, like just starting to let go a little bit, showing up to see your friends, not perfectly quaffed, you know? I mean, I have to say it was something that did happen 20 years ago, but I feel like I shine the light on my shame over having had a breakdown by talking about it occasionally on this podcast. Yes. You know, it's something that I don't feel comfortable writing about or putting out in print. I mean, I have written about it. I just, nobody needs to see that. Um, But it has, like, how can people gossip and say bitchy things about it if I say on the podcast that it's true? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So just airing it out too, I think is really yeah. helpful. Yep. Yep. Um, okay. Somebody has a question. Collagen face cream. I just discovered we lose collagen as we age. It's obvious on my jawline brand suggestions. No, don't, it won't yeah. work. It won't collagen do doesn't. I mean, Val Monroe said collagen is the one most bullshit thing. It is the most bullshit thing. Now I don't know about taking it as a powder. I have no idea like t- ingesting it, but uh, I don't think that and because that might be good for like lubing up joints and whatever. But in terms of your face, there's nothing replacing that no. collagen. Like you can re you can you could stimulate it and maybe your body will like produce it on its own. I think there are some treatments for that. And I I'm looking into those this in the next couple of weeks, actually. But I, the creams are there's no way they're going to work. Um, OK kind of touched on it a bit in yesterday's episode. I don't know when that was body eating issues, how it looked for you both growing up into adulthood. And now, Oh, how much time do you have? I know exactly. Well, this could be a whole episode in and of itself. 
I know. I was just thinking that. I mean, I, you know, we've talked before on this podcast about how we both grew up with pictures of like women in bikinis on the refrigerator. Totally. Mothers who were dieting all the time. Mothers who were dieting all the time. My mother still weighs almost everything she eats. I don't, but you know, I mean, the last time we talked about this, somebody wrote in and said, how can two people who worked at a fashion magazine be critical of their mothers for doing things when they also did damaging things? And also we've had people say, you know, when I, when we've talked about what we eat for breakfast, that these conversations are really triggering. Like the thing is, this is tricky for everybody. I have had a a lifelong battle with, um, with food and, and like everybody, like, every like most woman, people, like pretty much everyone. And then, then I had, then I had severe stomach issues, which had to, I had to change the way I eat. And now I can't eat food. So I can't, I can't eat in excess or I get really sick. So it's just, so my relationship with food is, t- is totally different. Like my weight is regulated now, hooray, but I get very, I derive very little pleasure from food. Yeah. So, you know, it's like this situation is just, just fucked up and that's it's a lifelong of lifelong of fuckery like i don't even know what to say there's like not there's no articulate way to say it you know it and to be sensitive to everybody who's struggling with it i know we all we all struggle with it and especially not especially but in midlife it gets really bad because our bodies change and we're carrying weight we didn't use to carry in places we didn't use to carry it. Yep. No, it just at the time when you should be feeling the most confident about yourself and you've got some experience, you know, and, 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 you know, you know what you're talking about, your body betrays you. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, but I, you know, I, I think we do try to be sensitive to it. We don't, you know, for a while I would talk about having gained weight. I never talk about that anymore on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, I think, I, yeah. I think it is, it, a lot of it is really triggering for people and, um, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And I look at my mom's relationship to food and my mom's relationship to her body. And I think this never ends. This never ends. Yeah. She's 80, what she's 86 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so difficult to parse health and you know what I mean? Like, cause then it gets tricky. It's like the, the, the performance of mm-hmm. health that's really about food yeah. issues and about weight issues, you know? So it's like, uh, ugh, it's a fucking struggle and a half. Yep. That's just the bottom line. And I, I don't, I read, read, read Virginia soul Smith's fat talk, read, uh, join her Substack because that's, you know, she, she understands these topics better than anybody I know and has thought them out and researched them and will change your thinking about it. You know, I think if you read her work and follow her regularly, because she is so smart about these issues. Um, but I, again, I am just trying in my life to love myself, stop caring about these things as much, and just give myself as much grace and gentleness as I possibly can. I am proud of you. Ugh, I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to do. You're trying. I'm trying. You're trying. The trying. The trying is a big, p- important part of it, even if you fail. That's it. That's it. And on that note, I think that we have made an episode. <laughs> yes, I think we did make an episode. I think we did. I think we did. This was not not our longest, but you know, it's fine. It's everything's fine. Not our shortest. Maybe our shortest. No, I don't think our shortest. I think one time we did like 25 minutes because you were high. <laughs> 
That's right. <laughs> we should point out that we were recording in the evening and I didn't know we were going to be recording. Yeah, we should point that out. It was, this was not a wake and bake situation. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't our usual, like, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon yeah, recording. Exactly. Thanks for listening to Everything is Fine. Happy New Year, everybody. We are your hosts. I'm Jen Romolini. And I'm Kim France. If you like the show, please rate and review it across the platforms. It really helps people find the show and it makes a difference. If you want to support the production of the show, we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash everything is fine. It's about $3. It's actually exactly $3 or $5 or $8. And it helps us pay our producer and keep the lights on on the show. If you want to find Kim, you can find Kim on her Substack, kimfrance.substack.com. You can find me in a variety of places. I'll put it in the show notes. The show is mixed and edited by the great Natalie Rivera. Thank you, Natalie. We are on social media at with a private and robust Facebook group and also on Instagram sometimes, despite my best efforts, we should be on there. And um, we'll be back next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.